Hello and welcome to At Home with Ashley G. I'm Ashley Gronwald, a real estate agent, mother of three, living in Raleigh, North Carolina with my husband, Jed. I hope you will join me as we discuss all things that begin in the home, such as family, marriage, faith, parenting, organizing, and plus a sprinkle of real estate. I look forward to building a community with you as we navigate the joys of owning a home and making it our safe haven for our family, because home is where it all begins. Hi everyone, it's Ashley Gronwald with Hunter Row Real Estate, and I have my husband here with me today, Jed Gronwald, and we're going to just be talking about um, the market and what we're seeing. Um, some of you may have been seeing some crazy things going on, so we just want to share what we're seeing with both our buyers and sellers, and I thought, who better to ask than my husband? And I think some of you know that we both are in real estate. We're both licensed real estate brokers, but we handle our clients completely separately, so we don't work together. We have two separate books of business. So what you hear today is going to be from two separate agents that are working with two separate sets of clients. So Jed's been in the business longer than I have. Um, he works at Hunter Row as well. And we, I think many of you know, have been married a little over 10 years at this point with three little kiddos. Um, and we both run our individual real estate businesses and love it. So let's jump right in because we've got lots to cover with you. But if you have questions and if you're joining us live, please feel free to send those in in the chat or afterwards, we'll be happy to answer those. So these are some of the questions I'm hearing right now. Um, but just to get started for you, Jed, what are you seeing in regards to the market? market as a whole? Well, the demand is, it's more than we've ever seen. We've seen low amounts of inventory, but not like this. This is three times lower than um, that I've seen in, in the almost 20 years of doing this is the lowest we've seen in this market. That's for sure. And that's what I'm seeing too. It's like, people keep asking me, there'll be more houses in the spring. Right. And I was like, ah, oh, there, there may be some, but there's going to be more buyers too. As the weather gets nicer, more buyers come out. So yes, I would say we probably will. I keep saying COVID throws a wrench into all of our statistical data from the hist history of real estate. We don't, we've never experienced COVID like this before. So that's a new piece of it. But as we enter the spring market, which I'd say we're already in, there will be probably hopefully more listings. And gosh, if you're thinking about selling, please, we would love to have more listings. But again, there's going to be more buyers. So I'm seeing the same thing. And yeah. why do you think it's such a strong seller's market right now with such a lack of inventory? You know, we already had a strong market last year before the virus stuff started. And uh, but I think one of the main things that we're seeing is that people are as a result of going through the last year, people are are really drilling down on what they actually think they need in a house. I think COVID, working from home, virtual school, all of those things have completely rewritten the way that people generally uh, view their homes. So they have to, we kind of have to flip the script a little bit and see like, oh, well, actually I need another room for an office. I need another room where I can jump online where the kids are running around the other room and they can't, my, my boss can't hear me, you know, things like that. But then also like if we're not allowed to go anywhere or if if that ever happens again, because hey, it could. What is what does our outside space look like? What does our yard look like? You know, can we go walk in our neighborhood, or is it easy to drive to places that didn't care about that much anymore uh, or before? Now we're thinking about all those things. I mean, what what are your thoughts? Same. I, I think everyone's thinking about a gym in their home. They're thinking about an outdoor space that their kids can run around in, and then maybe one or two home office.
services and maybe a homeschooling space or a virtual learning space. So I think that's a big part of it. I've heard a lot of my clients say, I don't know that I'll ever work in the office again. So the commute time doesn't matter. So now we're willing to go much further out and get much more house or much more land because commute isn't even going to be something we have to consider. So I'm definitely seeing that. But then I think for the past year, we have been home more than probably we've been in decades, I would say. And so people are, I think, maybe not loving what their home has to offer. And now they have new desires. I mean, I've had people who just bought a year or two ago saying, I had no idea that this house would not fit our needs. But when everything changed, it doesn't fit the needs. I wasn't planning on being in my kitchen every day cooking three Mm -hmm. meals or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. So now I need a better laid out kitchen or whatever it is. So all of these factors are playing into it. But then I think also, you know, our our market is is a healthy market and people are moving here all the time and it's low cost of living compared to other places in the country. So all of these factors are the perfect storm that's created a very high demand and very low inventory. And then you have people who want to buy, but they have to sell and they need to sell before they buy. And so that's put people in a, kind of a holding pattern too. So, I mean, I've said to you a lot, Jed, like let's sell our house. There couldn't be a better time to sell a house than right now. And you keep saying, where will we go? We'll Mm -hmm. figure it out is what I keep saying. But a lot of more reasonable people are like, no, we need to have a place to go before we can sell. (laughs) Well, ideally I'll tell you, I mean, there's markets, I mean, our market's really strong. I mean, there are markets that are even crazier around the country than ours. And we had some friends that moved to Denver and I mean, what talking to their agent out there, if there was even a hint of you having a house to sell, they wouldn't even look at your offer. So, I mean, you had to you had to basically sell everything and move out and just do something temporary to even have a shot at a house. So we, we're, we're a little better than that. But yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. And you've been doing this, you said 20 years. I've been doing it mm-hmm. 10 years. I've never seen anything like this. In your 20 years, have you ever seen a market this crazy? In in the country, yes. In our neck of the woods, no. We have not had this kind of demand. Um, but it's I mean, it's a it's a combination of low, low, I mean, money is almost free, interest rates, and an infrastructure that's functional. Um, you know, in 2007, 2008, that time period when things went bad, there was an overabundance of properties available and a bunch of people in a bad spot. They did not plan. Uh, Right now, the demand is there, but like new construction, actively putting new construction together, but they are being conservative in how they're rolling them out. They definitely are not blind to the fact that there was a crash you know, in 2007 and 2008 time period. So I don't see that we're going to have that kind of a scenario again. And I think that's that's the difference. So it, it, it we've not seen it crazy like this. The demand, the low, low cost of money, it's, uh, and, and in general, an over, uh, I think we've been due for price increases in this area compared to the rest of the country based on what we have to offer. Raleigh, Durham, the triangle, uh, what we bring to the table for the cost. Uh, it's pretty incredible. All of our clients moving in from other areas are kind Kind of blown away by what they can buy for the same money. One question I keep getting is, are you seeing this in all areas of the triangle and at all different price mm-hmm. points? And I think this is really good because Jed and I both work 100% by referral. And so it does put us in different areas of the triangle and different price points. You know, mm-hmm. people who are selling and then moving up buying or they've bought and now they're downsizing. So we get all those different things. So what, I'll let you go first. Are you seeing this all over the triangle, all different 
cities and price points. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is a f the the similar effects uh, play through the entire area because buyers in the area are are hearing the same thing. So the methodology, and so are our sellers, right? So the the thought of hey, this market is is just crazy and demanding, which it is, but th there's always the but, right? It's so yes, it's across all price points. It's across you know, and it's stronger in the three and four hundred thousand dollar range because that's where the majority of our buyers are but it is very much active in the million to $2 million range. Uh, we had to, we had multiple offers on a 1.2, $1.3 million house. And I mean, we had to go significantly over, over cost to get it. And we did get it, but we were, we had some stiff competition at that. And, uh, and then there's another house that was just right at a million that sat for three weeks. And so it doesn't, the market demand does not excuse pricing your house properly and preparing it properly. It might mean that you can get away with a few more things. If you don't do those things, there still might be a buyer for it, but it also means that if you don't do them, you're leaving money on the table. Right. So if that doesn't matter the price point. It just the specifics of each individual house in those price points is what matters. Yeah, I would say last year or the year before when we were still in a seller's market, we were seeing the same type of thing, but much more in the lower price points. Whereas now we're seeing it across the board. I would say once you got into a luxury price point, you didn't have as much competition, but I would say in the last few months, for sure, it's crossed all price points and all areas because I've had, you know, buyers say, well, if we went out as far as Clayton or Garner mm -hmm. or Holly Springs, Apex, Youngsville, I'm like, you're still in multiple offers yeah. and competing, which I think you're seeing as well. So it, there isn't a spot that's really not seeing this, but like to your point, Jed, if it's not prepared right, and if it's not in a great location and then it's overpriced, it could sit on the market. So we're going to pay attention to that, but we're just, we're seeing people buy up even the homes that aren't prepared as well as we would encourage a seller to prepare the home. And then you might still sell, but you're leaving money on the table, which we would never want our sellers to do. So a buyer comes to you wanting to buy, what are some recommendations you're giving them, Jed, to, to navigate a market like this one? Uh, well, first, we're, we're just going to talk about, hey, what do you think it's like to buy a house and, and really educate people on the realities of this market? Because there are a lot of well-intentioned, well-meaning people that tell people that are looking to buy, hey, this is how it is and this is how it should be. And that's not necessarily the reality of what we're dealing with right now. I mean, looking, I mean, I like a deal as much as the next guy, maybe more. Uh, I, I never want to pay what someone's asking for something, but the asking price is completely somewhat irrelevant to what a house is actually worth in this market. So looking at a price range, I mean, right now we're telling buyers, look, at, I mean, you can look at that list price, but that, don't even think that that's going to be what you pay. Now we're going to analyze every single property because there are definitely people that are overpricing houses. There's people even underpricing houses in this market. So we need to check and see what that list price is. But in general, General, we're going to pay a premium above list price. There's a really solid chance that the appraisal values have not caught up yet with the prices that we're having to pay for property, which means that there's a there's a good chance that our buyers are going to have to have some extra cash on the side in order to make up an appraisal shortfall, kind of an additional down payment. The good news is that by the time they move in, the house is probably worth exactly what they paid for it, even if they had to put down a little bit more money. But those are very real things. Um, so you you have to have some cash to play in this game um, and you have to have an ability to risk some money. The due diligence fee is so important. I mean, obviously purchase price, 
number one thing, generally the highest offer is going to get the house. But short of that, when there's there's a lot of other terms that we have to compete with and, and also have our, um, you know, kind of complete offer package looking good, because uh, just if we have a high price, but the rest of our terms don't show that we're a strong buyer, that's a problem. So being able to have, gosh, I mean, we're, we used to see $10,000 as a due diligence fee was, was what? That's crazy. Now it's almost the baseline. Mm -hmm. um, we we're we've put some offers in with ten thousand dollar due diligence and and not got the deal and I've been able to get a little bit of feedback from the the listing agent finding out that not only were we not like the top no we were number two we were like seven or eight down the line and we had strong terms so I mean those are that's that's demand that's going on right now so you have to have some gumption to buy a house in this market that doesn't mean the value doesn't stay there. Um, and it doesn't mean you're necessarily overpaying for what it's worth, but we are going to be paying more than what the asking price is in most cases. That's what I'm seeing too. And I think that's really good advice that if you don't have a lot of cash, it's going to be a really frustrating process um, mm -hmm. losing out on houses. If you have a house to sell you've and you cannot qualify to buy, I would say it, it probably doesn't make sense. You you can't play in this market. And you know, just having some being risk tolerant. I usually ask um, my clients, which one of the two of you are more risk tolerant? Because you, you're going to be able to play a little bit more, but the one that's a little bit more hesitant is going to struggle with the amount of risk that we are going to potentially advise. And I tell my clients, you make the final decision, but I'm telling you what I'm seeing. And what I'm seeing is requiring a good bit of risk. And we always say that the value of a home is what a buyer's willing to pay and a seller's willing to sell it for. So, you might feel like you're overpaying, but that's what the market is dictating the price to be right now, to be able to get a loan at the values um, of the interest rate and to even just be able to get one of the limited amount of properties that are available. And then I just tell my buyers, like you said, Jed, we both love a good deal. But if you're looking for a, a good deal in real estate, it's not the time to necessarily buy. Well, and it all depends on what you mean by good deal. Also, sure. good deals and good buys are relative depending on the market circumstances. You know, so a house, I mean, when things change, there's going to be it, everything Thing will just look a little different. I mean, what are you telling people about how long? I mean, because the question is when we're dealing with values going up and people want to take risks, but they want to make sure it's a good risk, right? They want to make sure that they're, it's a good investment. What do you tell people when they ask you that question? About whether it's a good investment to move forward on a... Yeah. And how long is this going to last? Well, usually what I say is if I knew how long this was going to last or um, the value of their home in five to 10 years, I'd make a whole lot more money. So that's the million dollar question that nobody knows. I mean, nobody would have predicted... COVID was going to come and do what it did. So I'm very cautious to give any just false hope. I, I mean, what I do share is historically, our market is very strong. And even when we've been hit by economic downturns, we've still stayed relatively healthy compared to other parts of the country. But if this is a very short-term purchase, you have to think through that. I mean, long-term purchases allow appreciation, allow economic downturns and those types of things to help protect your investment. But I, I think you just have to be willing to just, you can't time the market. And, and so trying to time it, you, you just can't. And so if you need a home for your family, you've got to know that there is a possibility that the value will go down but then it will come back up. And depending on how long you're willing to stay in that home, it might work out 
really well. But overall, this is a, a, a safer place to invest in real estate than other parts of the country, I would say. So it's a tough question to answer. Um, and I did just want to go back and clarify for people who may not be actively in the market buying or selling, but this due diligence fee Jed was talking about, that's a non-refundable negotiable amount that you as a buyer pay the seller essentially for them to take their house off the market and you to do inspections and determine if you want to move forward with the house. So when we're saying 10,000 used to be crazy, we knew we'd get our offer accepted if you paid 10,000. Now that's like the baseline. Like if you can't do 10,000, the the likelihood of you getting the house just drastically decreases. So just to clarify that due diligence fee, and you do get it back, but I don't know if you've seen this, Jed, but I have heard attorneys and lenders talk about seeing um, this in the 60,000, even $100,000 range. I have not personally wrote an offer like that or received one. I think the highest we've seen was on maybe one of our investment properties in the 25-ish thousand range, which we didn't end up even going with that buyer. But just for you to see what's out there, um, yeah. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And I mean, really what it comes down to is it's a change in mindset. Because there, you know, years ago, buyers were able to essentially go under contract for free and have, uh, and sellers were kind of held on the line of, well, I don't know, are they going to buy? Are they not going to buy? And um, that was even before the due diligence period like that we even had a due diligence period. I mean, it costs nothing to get into a contract, which also means if the buyer doesn't follow through, then the seller's left holding the bag and they have they have to now explain why that other contract didn't work out, blah, blah, blah. So we get this due diligence period, which was obviously designed to put a little skin in the game for a buyer, but now it's a lot of skin. And uh, it's a it's a place that people are competing with each other to say this is how serious I am about buying your house. So again, it's a change in mindset that this is this is real, it's realistic, and it actually is normal because the reality is for most houses, if you make an offer and you buy the house, I mean the worst thing that's going to be wrong with it, you know, is going to be a five or six thousand dollar repair, which is a lot, no doubt. But is it a reason that you wouldn't buy a house? Maybe, maybe, but probably not. You know, it might be a new HVAC unit. Well, okay, guess what? You might have had to replace that HVAC unit in two years anyway. I mean, not that we want to do those all in the same year, but it just changes your thought process. The demands that we have for the condition of the house. I mean, obviously we're going to look at it. We're going to do inspections. You're going to know what you're buying, but it's the mindset of, hey, I'm willing to take on <laughs> what we call the joys of homeownership, the, those things that you have to fix along the way that cost money and sometimes don't actually add value, like a new air conditioning unit. Mm -hmm. uh, those are just the requirements of owning a home. So it's it's that mindset change of, hey, this is where I want to be. This is where my family wants to be. This 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 house is going to serve us in a, a number of different ways. Being willing to say, look, I'm going to I'm going to take this on. I'm not going to demand repairs because a seller doesn't have to do those things for you because they'll sell it to somebody else. So just that mindset of, okay, we're, we're looking at this big picture and uh, we're going to try to make sure that there's not going to be a handful of those, you know, thousand dollar repairs, but it's more like, like, hey, prepare for that. Know that that might happen and kind of have that attitude as you go into a purchase. And I would say another thing when I'm talking to a buyer who's about ready to enter this market is that there's this new phenomenon that I've not seen in my career, which is the sight unseen offer. Mm -hmm. And so now buyers are offering on homes without even walking in the house. And then now we're seeing that they're calling for highest and best for sight unseen offers. So it's like the new thing that... Mm -hmm. 
I feel like is our obligation as a, a buyer's agent to tell our clients that that's a possibility. I mean, a listing agent has to present all offers. So even if they weren't planning on selling in a coming soon period or before showings, that agent still has to present that offer. And so if you want to maybe get ahead of other buyers, that's a way to potentially do it. Now, you and I just offered on a property sight unseen because we were like, we're telling all of our buyers to do what we got to say, do what we're telling them. So we did it, offered 15,000 due diligence over the list price. And the seller said, no, they wanted to wait to see how many other offers they could get once it was available for showings mm -hmm. and they got a ton. We don't know what it's sold for yet, but that's a perfect example of just how competitive the marketplace is that you might not even get a chance to walk inside of it. And, and that's a whole no, a new level of risk of buying something at that price, these price points without actually walking inside is it can be scary for buyers. So that's something yeah. I'm seeing. I'm assuming you're seeing similar. Oh, absolutely. And you know, so a lot of that depends on what's available for us to view. Like, you know, can we drive by it and see the house from the outside? Can you see pictures or a floor plan that tell us things that we couldn't otherwise see just from looking at the outside? Is it is there enough there that gives enough value to think, okay, I can kind of see how that's stitched together on the inside. Now, all of these things that we're talking about with risk, the cool part is when you work with us, we have ways to help mitigate that risk. So there's a way to make a sight unseen offer, but then also have a, have an out, a way out essentially. So again, you have to pay to play, mm -hmm. but it doesn't, it might mean that you don't have to risk your, you know, $15,000 due diligence fee. You could, you, you know, we can get you in there. Uh, once we have terms that people agree to, we can get a preview. Uh, we have a preview addendum that we can use to help mitigate some of that risk. Um, we still have to negotiate a contract first, but the, the interesting part is just like Ashley said, that we, we offered on a coming soon. They did not want to take our offer because they wanted to see what the market would bring. Um, and that makes sense because, hey, if cr there's crazy offers out there. There's crazy buyers that are willing to spend you know, way more than we can can even justify. And crazy is relative, right? It's demand. It's demand driven. So it seems crazy because it's a number that's so high, but it's not necessarily crazy because if someone wants it and they are ready to back it up, then that's reality. So knowing that that could come, some people certainly want to put their take their house to market, but that's not the case for every seller. So if we can give someone a strong offer, which probably will be a high, uh, a very high due diligence fee, it's going to be over asking on the listing listing price, if they feel like, hey, that's all I ever wanted and more, they're going to likely sell that house before they have a bunch of people come and tramp through. Um, every, everybody's view on COVID is different. Everybody's view on the inconvenient. I mean, if you got three kids and you don't have another place to be, you don't want to have 50 people because 50 showings is no joke. And it will happen on a weekend if you try to put your house on the market right now. So there's tons of reasons people would take an offer before their house actually hits the open open market. So that's just, you know, one of the things that we're working with our buyers right now to, to try to take advantage of those opportunities instead of just waiting until it goes active, which most agents do. Yeah. And I would say what I'm seeing is 20, um, two listings recently, 20 to over 50,000 over list price is what I'm seeing on listings and seeing 30 to 45 showings in a day or two. And so it's so competitive. We were one of 31 offers on a house, depending on how many days they let the show, you know, showings go, but it is very 
competitive. So again, you can't enter into this lightly. It's a pretty serious game that you're, you have to play if you want to be in it. So just last question, as we wrap up, what would you tell people that are considering buying or selling the next three to six months that they came to you said, that's, that's our goal is to, to buy and to hopefully sell in the next three to six months, any takeaways that you would share with them? Come to us as soon as you can, so we can help lay out a plan. I mean, that's the biggest thing, kind of trying to just walk into this and prepare yourself ahead of time without bringing your team on board, you're going to be behind the game because there'll be some re-education. And so we need to make sure if you have to sell in order to buy, then we have to have your house ready to go. Doesn't mean we have to have it on MLS just yet, but we have to have it prepared. We have to have photography. We have to be ready to pull that trigger to put it on the market. Because the good news is if we do everything right, we'll get your house sold within the weekend. Mm-hmm. And for top dollar. Um, so that part is good, but we have to be ready to go ahead and you know push that button, pull the crank to get it out there and get it going, or we're not going to have a shot at it. But um, if that's all done, then we have to find the right place. Mm-hmm. And then you have to lean on your agent to do a really good job negotiating for you um, because that's that's a hard sell right now, doing anything with someone that has to do both. So if there's an opportunity for you to buy before you sell, that is the best of both worlds right now. So if we can get your house and get it locked down, some people like to have a month or uh, not a month, but maybe a week or so of overlap, maybe a week or two of overlap, or maybe they want to do some things to the new house. So they want to keep their current house for a few weeks. Um, The cool part is when they're ready and when they want that thing sold, we can have it sold. So uh, ideally we get you in a position with our lender um, or your lender to be able to buy without selling if possible, but that's not the case for everybody. So we can, you know, we can work those things out too. It's just that much more important to have every bit of the checklist completed before we get rocking and rolling. Exactly. Well, thanks for your time today. I hope it was helpful for everyone who is listening. Great to hear from you, Chris Howerton. Thanks for sending us a quick note. Well, if you have more questions, please reach out to Jed or I. We're happy to help. Um, this is a crazy market, but we're we are happy to help navigate it with you. So please reach out to either of us. Um, and I'll look forward to seeing you all next week. Thank you. See you. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. And if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me at home where it all begins.